Welcome to The Biblical Woman Podcast, a show where tough, real-world issues are tackled and addressed from a gospel perspective. You can expect answers to difficult questions about parenting, marriage, the Bible, and so much more. With weekly encouragement, you can seize the opportunities that God has placed in your life to share His love and truth with those around you. The episode you've selected is an older one from when we were the Simply Devoted podcast. We hope that you will enjoy this and that it will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Simply Devoted podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I've got some good news. I officially have a new co-host. She is my best friend and basically sister, and her name is Whitley. Say hi. <laughs> hi, guys. So we met in college, and yeah, it's been a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has. Um, we met in acting one. Yes. Way back when, and uh, we were sorority sisters yeah. and uh, sisters in Christ, and she is like the sister I never had. <laughs> we're family. Yes, we were <laughs> in each other's weddings, and we've been there through everything since we've met. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I love you. <laughs> But today we're going to start off this episode with some laughs because, you know, why not? <laughs> I was talking with my husband, Dustin, the other day, and he was like, oh my gosh, I have to read you this. And I was like, okay, what is it? And he's like, okay, so you need to guess the movie plot. He goes, but I'm going to explain it so poorly, but you got to guess it. So here we go. This is the one he gave me. Widowed father travels to Down Under to save his son. Finding Nemo. Yeah, okay. Well, it, it wasn't that easy for me. I was like, uh. <laughs> and I love Disney, but like, you make me upset because you got it so easy. <laughs> Just like, oh, it's Finding Nemo. But, so, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. But I'm going to quiz you. Since you got that one so easy, I'm going to give you a movie plot explained badly to see if you can guess it. Okay. Ready? Yep. A beautiful princess gets catfished. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, oh, Frozen. Yeah, I guess it works. <laughs> I was thinking Aladdin. <laughs> oh, that one's true, too. I was thinking of uh, Anna and Hans. Which yeah. I guess that's not really catfishing. That's just being a jerk. But yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, it was Latin. Okay, um, should I do one for you? Go for it. All I won't right. be able to guess it, but go for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's see. How was I going to explain this one? Okay. A teenage girl goes on an adventure to find a rock with a narcissist. Um, a rock. Like, as in, like, a, you mean, like, a, a ring? Like a, like a diamond? No, like a, like a stone, like okay. a rock. Do you need a hint? Yes. Okay, we were just talking about this movie upstairs with my husband, Chris. Moana! Yes! <laughs> I got it! Oh, whew. Okay. That's good. I can't believe I got it. It was the hint, though. 
Okay, ready? Talking bacon. Talking bacon? Well, that'd be a pig. Oh gosh, are we talking like Charlotte's Web? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. How do you get it so easy? I don't know, that one was kind of a long shot for me. You're gonna give me another one and you scared to give me another one? <laughs> like, I was just gonna butcher it. Oh gosh, okay. Let's see. Man, a lot of the ones I saw were not very nice. Okay, okay. Um, a group of guys spend nine hours returning jewelry. Okay, so I will admit I low-key <laughs> cheated on that one. Um, it's Lord of the Rings, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just so good at this game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Lord of the Rings. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So, he was like, I'm awful at guessing these movies. <laughs> but I watch TV all the time. You think I would be better at this. But we're going to talk about today's topic. And it is miscarriage and specifically things not to say when someone is going through miscarriage. And this is a topic that both Whitley and I have personal experience with. And I'm going to let you tell your story first. Okay. Um, actually, like mine's fairly recent. Um, last year, uh, my husband and I decided we were going to start trying for a family. And we were just going to let God do his thing and just kind of go with the flow, see whatever's in God's plan. And pretty quickly, we found out that we were pregnant. We were super excited. We told like our closest friends and all of our family. And um, yeah, we were super excited, of course. And like we had names picked out. We were ready to go for our first ultrasound. We were super excited. Just having morning sickness, all that fun stuff. And we went in and um, my doctor was on medical leave, so I wasn't supposed to see her for like another month after the ultrasound. I was just supposed to do ultrasound and go home. And the ultrasound tech kept asking, so you're not going to see your doctor. You're not going to see your doctor today. I'm like, no, she's on medical leave. I see her on this day. And so after the ultrasound was done, she said, well, I need to go talk to one of the doctors. Uh, stay in this room. We'll be right back. She came back and she was like, hey, well, this doctor wants to talk to you. And she brought us into a private room, uh, like an exam room. And this doctor I'd never met before, haven't never seen her before that, haven't seen her since, uh, just came in and gave us like the worst news of our lives that our baby didn't have a heartbeat. So we were obviously devastated. I... I was coaching color guard at the time. I didn't go to practice that night. I didn't go to work that night. I didn't go to my field work that day. I just stayed home, didn't do anything, was just with my family and Kat. Kat, yeah. <laughs> Kat cooked us dinner that night. Um, but they said, well, we just, just to make sure, we're gonna have you come back for an ultrasound next Friday, whenever your doctor can see you. Uh, just to confirm, so, I had to do like three rounds of blood tests. I had to go ahead and get a Rogam shot then. And I had to go in for an ultrasound 10 days later for them to tell me the exact same thing. So I had um, the second ultrasound on Friday. I had 
at DNC on Monday, picked up our baby's remains on Wednesday, and then we buried our baby that Friday. So there's like a whole series of like the worst days of my life <laughs> right there, like all at once. But um, it's been a like four, six months, six months, I think, since that happened. And we're slowly healing and getting through it all. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's just never an easy thing to, to talk about. And no, um, I appreciate you being so open with it and being willing to talk about it with people we don't even know. So <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so my personal experience is um, 2018 was a rough year <laughs> for me. Um, so we actually had two miscarriages that year, um, back to back. And um, the first one was, you know, I didn't really want to get pregnant when I was married, like when we first got married. And um, I found out I was pregnant and I think in that moment I realized like how much I wanted to be a mom, like it just hit. And um, it was super early on. Um, and I remember just waking up one night and just having just the worst cramps and um, there was blood and my husband was like, we need to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital uh, and we found out that I was having a miscarriage and, you know, my body was going through that motion. The second time um, was I... I was uh, coming back from the mall with my mom. Uh, she bought me like maternity clothes because I was going to be student teaching. And we were driving home from the mall. It was beautiful summer, sunny day and, you know, having a great time. And we were two minutes away from my house and we were hit by a drunk driver. And, um, Long story short, I was transported from one hospital to the next uh, because, you know, the hospital in our town, you know, they didn't want to treat me and then risk hurting the baby. So I was transported uh, to a hospital two hours away from here. And they, uh, a couple days later, they're like, yeah, you know, we've got some bad news for you. Um, and that was a, that one was really rough, I think, because there was that, there were those days where it's like, I was holding on to that hope that it's going to be okay. You know what? It's, it's going to be okay. You know, she's fine. She's going to be okay. And yeah. And then, like you said, the series of worst days began. Mm -hmm. So that is our personal experience in a nutshell. And like, I don't know about you, but people can say some really like mean things. 
well-meaning people. Well-meaning people, yeah. <laughs> can say very hurtful things, yes. Yeah. It's, and it's really rough, and like Whitley said, they don't mean to. They just, it, people are just uncomfortable, and they don't know what to say. Like, you know, you're hurting, and I was crying all the time, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so... This is a list that we created together um, just on things not to say that people have said to us in our journey through miscarriage. And we want to share it with you. So hopefully you don't end up saying some of these things to um, a friend or a loved one who is going through this right now. So you want to say the first one? Sure. Um, this is kind of like a little two-parter here. Um it can be said in two different ways. So, at least you weren't further along, or at least it wasn't born yet, because then that would have been bad. Yeah. A loss is a loss is <laughs> yeah. a loss. At any point, whether you were four weeks, you had just found out, whether you deliver a stillborn, a loss is a loss. It was still a child. You Like, that person was still a mother who lost their child. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, that one always gets me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's, I I know I had people tell me the first part of that, at least you weren't further along, mm -hmm. especially with the first one. But like you said, loss is loss. It yes. doesn't matter when. Uh, the next one, so I actually had people tell me this, and it was, well, at least you can get pregnant. And um, infertility and miscarriage, while they are often grouped together, they are two very different types of suffering, and they have two very different types of pain, I would argue. I would agree with that. Um I remember when someone told me this, that it's like, well, yeah, you know, I was pregnant, but I also had to say goodbye to my daughter. She's gone. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I get this, you know, fancy title of mom, but I have almost nothing to show for it. I'm empty handed. Yes. Um, yeah. And one thing that gets me is, like, the should-have-beens. Yes. Like, okay, I should have been 35 weeks. I should have been 36 weeks. Oh, I should have been this far along at Christmas. Oh, this coming Christmas, I should have had, I should have had Ren, and Ren would be Ren's first Christmas. There's all these should-have-beens. So, whereas, like, not to downplay the pain of infertility... Because that is a whole other kind of pain that, like, I don't personally know. But from what I've heard, it's kind of like you see a pregnancy announcement and you're like, why can't that be me? Mm -hmm. Like, I would see pictures of people with babies or pregnancy announcements. I'm like, that should have been me. Yep. But, yeah, there are two <clears throat> different types of suffering and two different types of pain. Um, but, unfortunately, they often get grouped together. Um, and I think that's usually by people who have never experienced either of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the should haves are what gets you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even now after I've had my daughter, there's moments where I'm like, she should have a sister here. Like I should have, you know, two or three little ones and I just have one. So yeah, those, those get chub. Sure. All right. And the next one we have is you're young. You've got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever told you that one. Um, I think my husband got it. Yeah, I think my husband got that one. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to say on this one other than like this is not a helpful statement. Um, yeah, if a friend or a loved one is grieving, uh, this is definitely not the thing to say because you, first off, you're not God. You don't know if they can have another child and, you know, to say they've got plenty of time, you don't know what their life looks like. You don't know what God has planned for them. And as awful as this sounds, it might not be what God has planned. Yeah. Um, so I would not speak for God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one thing, like, I've heard my husband say it to, not to somebody, just lamenting to me about someone saying it to him is, yeah, I know I have time to have more kids, but I had one. Mm. And it's gone. Yeah. Like, even if I have five kids in the future, none of them are going to replace this one. Or, or like you said, the reverse of that even. Like just because um, someone has a, you know, child uh, that's already born, mm-hmm. you know, and they go through a miscarriage, that just because they already have a child does not ease the pain of a miscarriage. Right. So I, I think that's a really important point that you brought up. Um, so the next one that I got a lot <laughs> was God's going to give you twins or even triplets. I got, an, <laughs> I got an important announcement to make. I do not have twins or triplets, guys. <laughs> uh, props to all you multiple moms, but I don't think I can handle that anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two or three sets of diapers at the same time. Two or three sets of, like, feedings at the same time. Oh, my God. Okay, so a little bit of a funny story. So one thing I didn't mention earlier is that I am actually pregnant now. And my brother's wife is also pregnant. Uh, She got pregnant right at the same time that we lost our first baby. And so everyone knows about it. Like, the baby's going to be here, like, in July. And so... (laughs) Whenever I told my grandma, I said, well, by Thanksgiving, we're going to have two babies here. She goes, twins? I was like, no. <laughs> no she was so know. excited. <laughs> I was like, there's hopefully just one in there for right now. <laughs> just one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. I don't know if I could do twins or triplets at the same time. <laughs> but going back to this is, like, you you don't know what God has in store um, for this person. So, don't promise them something that you cannot deliver. You you have no idea if God is going to give them twins or triplets or even another baby. So I would just not speak for God. <laughs> Once again, let God speak for himself. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. I can do this one. Okay. All right. So the next one is, this is really common. 
Okay. Yes. It is a common occurrence. Like, especially after watching Kat go through her miscarriages, I already knew the statistics. But you never think that you are going to be that one in four. You know the statistics, and it doesn't make it any easier, and it doesn't make it hurt any less whenever it happens. Yeah. And I would say <clears throat> when you are trying to comfort someone who is going through this right now, saying, you know, this is really, really common, while you mean it in a very good way to show them that they are not alone, that, you know, there are other men and women going through this, it comes across in a way that is downplaying their pain and their suffering right now, even though that is not at all how you mean it when you say it. Um, it just, it comes across in a very minimizing way. Yes. Um, so I would, I would never ever tell, tell someone, oh, you know, this is really common. Just avoid that one completely. Um, <clears throat> the next thing is to avoid any statement that places blame on the mom. Yes. Yes, yes. You know, miscarriage is never anyone's fault. Um, and I don't know about you, but when I went through mine, I like thought of all the 50 billion things that I could have done differently. Mm -hmm. And while nobody was like, oh, it's Kat's fault. She lost a baby internally. Yes. That's what I blamed myself, even though I had nothing to do with what happened. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I could have done different. Yeah. Like I remember like laying in bed one night, like crying with my husband saying, I feel like a crappy mom. I couldn't even carry my baby, but that wasn't the case. It wasn't my fault. And so if anyone would have said something like to me that like even remotely placed the blame on me, like, I don't know how I would have been able to handle it. Absolutely. Cause that it's just that little voice inside of you that blames you blame yourself, even though it's absolutely not your fault mm -hmm. at all. So just avoid any statement that places blame on the mom mm -hmm. and that brings us to our last one yep all right everything happens for a reason mm. this is <laughs> this is one that i got a lot um yes i know everything does happen for a reason and i know that god is sovereign and he is working everything for my good but you know i don't know what good comes from losing my baby i have no idea that person has no idea either. So just saying everything happens for a reason. I was just thinking, well, can you tell me what that is? Because maybe that will help me. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like you said, this statement, um, while it is true theologically, and it is an important truth, you know, God's sovereignty in our times of trial and suffering, it's not comforting in that moment. Um, when you are trying to be there for this person. Because that is a, you know, God's sovereignty is a truth that they will have to wrestle with, you know, day in and day out. Um, and typically it's at night when they're by themselves and they are crying themselves to sleep. That is when they are wrestling with this truth. And when you say this statement, everything happens for a reason, you mean it in the best of ways. But in that moment, it is not the best thing to say if you are trying to counsel and comfort uh, that person. Because 
more than likely you will you won't know and they won't know on this side of eternity why they went through what they went through mm-hmm. um this is a statement that i would say maybe months down the road you could bring up but not whenever they're in the initial pain and yes. shock of this news yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that this is something that i would hold off to say till months down the road when they personally have had time to um, wrestle with that. But yeah, that's our list. Yeah. And that's not like everything, but I think that's a pretty good list. I think so too. <laughs> There's and definitely an infinite uh, amount of things that we could put on this list. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I think that's a pretty good one and covered it so that you kind of understand the kind of topic or statements to stay away from uh, just to be sensitive and to be there for the person without and unintentionally hurting them. Yeah. I mean, cause I wish somebody, I wish a lot of well-meaning people had either read this or heard this or had been told to not say these things. Yes. Because you and I made this list out of things that were personally said to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep all of these things in mind, um, whether you're the person that's going through it or you are trying to be there for a friend or a loved one. Uh, keep these things in mind and absolutely be be vocal about miscarriage um, because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, but I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, we are going to be doing a, another miscarriage episode on the positive side of things. <laughs> <laughs> what to say. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. If you have not already, go ahead and like us on Facebook at Simply Devoted. And on our website, you can actually submit topics that you would like for Whitley and I to talk about. You can uh, fill out that contact form and we will get that. But other than that, I think we covered it. I think so too. (laughs) So just uh, check out our upcoming episodes. We are going to be talking about doubt, uh, Christian freedoms, uh, conflict and relationships. And the positives, the positive side of what to say for miscarriage. So thank you guys. Stay (laughs) tuned. See ya. Thank you for listening to Simply Devoted. Be sure to check out our past episodes and stay tuned for upcoming ones. Thank you and God bless.